0: Welcome to another episode of KB Talks powered by the NKBA, the only podcast dedicated to sharing the latest kitchen and bath industry insights to help grow and support your business. I'm Jennifer Bertrand, your KB Talks host, and today we're going to get social. Our guests are two social media experts. They manage several brand profiles and accounts on any platform you can think of, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, Twitter, you name it. They live it and breathe it, lucky them, and they're with us today to reveal their trade secrets. But before we dive in, let's hear a quick word from our sponsor. Monogram is more than luxury appliances. Monogram is the experience. We're inspired by life and the way you live. With high style, superior craftsmanship, and award-winning technology, our products raise the bar on what's possible in your kitchen designs. Our industry-leading induction cooktops, connected ovens, custom panel refrigerators, Advantium speed cooking ovens, and premium dishwashers blend seamlessly into your dream kitchen projects. Whether for yourself or your clients, Monogram helps you push the boundaries of gourmet style and create a kitchen fit for a chef. We're back and ready to introduce you to our guest today. We have with us Leanne Wood and Kimberly Williamson, the President and Vice President of Flying Camel Advertising, Design, and Public Relations. Flying Camel is an agency based just outside of Toronto that services clients in the interior design industry that Leanne has headed up for 24 years. And Leanne, as I understand it, Flying Camel was a very early adopter of social media for marketing purposes. That's a mouthful, but isn't that right?
1: (laughs) It is, and uh, thank you, Jennifer. It was actually 24 years ago last week that that we incorporated, and I was, of course, you know, 12 years old at the time. (laughs) Um, It has been 24 years. And if people can remember way, way far back, I actually started out in social media on an iVillage message board. Um and it was a group that I joined called September 99 Moms and it was for all people who were pregnant expecting a baby in September 99. So that <laughs> that baby now lives downtown Toronto, has six tattoos, and uh is planning to be a chef. So that tells you how long ago that was. Um, but yes, I, I started out very early and I started to see kind of the potential with all of this engagement four brands that I was working for at the time. So we were, I think we were very early adopters. We registered brand Facebook pages. And I want to say kind of the year after I'm thinking like 2007, 2008, and I'll have to look at the Facebook timeline, but that's about the time where we started thinking about using social to promote brands. So yeah, it's definitely been a while. Well,
0: that obviously explains your background of genius. But think about it; everyone is at varying levels. So, what advice do the two of you give to someone on how to get started with social media for their business and getting organized?
1: Yeah, Kim and I were talking about this kind of before we started. um, Before we started taping, I don't think anyone who is actually listening to this podcast right now, um, if they've been able to download and. you know, figure out how to download KB Talks and is listening, they're probably not the type of person that says, "Um, you know, should I be using Facebook for my my design business? They're probably a little bit more advanced than that. However, there is that level where perhaps a couple years ago you registered a Facebook page or you registered an Instagram account. You might have very low followers and you haven't really done a lot with it so that's what we're going to consider kind of the beginner today those people that might need to rethink a strategy or refresh a strategy or get started um even though they have that registered and um, and then there's that level where man you've been killing it for a while are there any tips and tricks that you can do to make it even better and bring more business in Um, and we're also going to try today jennifer just so you know just because we do a lot of work with brands and if there are brands listening, um, just some tips and tricks for, for brands to elevate their experience as well. So that's now, getting, getting started is kind of a loose term here. It's kind of more like let's all get kick started. Well, and
0: I think that's awesome because it, you can never know too much about social media. And sometimes it's stepping back and listening to see how you can redefine or enhance but okay, so then thinking about that, Kimberly, how do you even begin to start to organize it when you're like, okay, I need to, do you set small goals or how do you kind of put your brain around it? If you're kind of a one man show or if you're a business going, let's take it to the next level.
2: Yeah, definitely. So here's, here's kind of, I think, where everybody needs to um, have a quick conversation with themselves because I hear from so many Um, I hear from so many busy designers and I hear from brands, particularly the smaller brands, startups all the time that they feel like they just don't have time for it. But here's the thing, right? I mean, we're all, you know, using these social media platforms um, as connectors and, um, you know, relationship building, of course, but at the end of the day, they're sales tools. Um, Potential clients aren't thinking, um, oh, good. She's not wasting her time on social media, so that means she has more time for me, her client. You know, they're thinking, oh, well, if she doesn't have time for that, she won't have time for me either. So, at the very beginning, you kind of have to just take a step back and figure out how you're going to make time for it. So, you know, how to how to get started, how to kickstart it, how to organize everything. It's about looking at your calendar and making making the time, making the commitment. Um, deciding what kind of story you want to be telling deciding how each one of those platforms that we can discuss in more detail um what they're going to be for what is facebook going to be for what is twitter going to be for do you need twitter um what types of things can you use instagram for is is linkedin going to be a better platform for you that kind of thing um really kind of figuring out what you can put into it because honestly i mean we could all use more hours in the day um but yeah, sort of carving out time. Um, it doesn't have to be overwhelming. It, I mean, it doesn't have to take hours and hours a day, but if you just uh, block off some time in your calendar, you'll be really glad that you did. So, okay.
0: That brings up the topic for the two of you that they have those apps where you can schedule out content for the week or the month or whatever. Do you find that that's really important when someone's a smaller business or even any business in general, or are you
2: like, You know, just start the week with just yourself planning it. So I think, yeah, there's a lot that can be gained by using a publishing tool. Facebook, for example, if if you are running with a company page, um, lets you schedule things in advance. You don't even have to use a different third-party platform. Um, There's nasty rumors going on out there where um, Facebook will deprioritize content that is published by a third-party platform. That's not true. So if that helps you stay organized, and if, if that helps you sort of feel confident that you're publishing enough and it helps you sort of work it into your schedule in your day, I'm a big fan of, of publishing platforms. But at the same time, these are meant to be conversational tools. So yes, you can publish, but then you also need to be taking time to go in and do the real time engagement and use these platforms um, in In a way that helps you build those relationships, commenting on other people's comment for, uh, content, for example, is a great way to do that. Um, you know, really, really joining the conversation, particularly if you are using these tools as yourself, your name, um, showing that you're a real person and not just publishing content can go a long way to help form and build those relationships that you're after.
0: Okay, so that's awesome. and then Leanne, what about? how do you guys look at each platform for our industry in terms of what it has to offer? Like, do you look at it as different audiences or different goals? Like if people could only prioritize one, what would they do? How do you guys see those platforms?
1: Yeah. Great question. Because every platform isn't appropriate for everyone. And I had this question, actually, I was um, honored to be a guest speaker at the NKBA leadership summit um, last fall at High Point. And People, some of the questions were, well, what, if we were going to pick two or if we can't do them all, what would we do? So the designers in the audience, I kind of lean toward Facebook and Instagram because we are in a visual industry. Um, But some people LinkedIn combination for the business side and Instagram for the more creative showing, showing your stuff off um, would be a good combination. Twitter, I find, is a personal preference. A lot of people get a lot out of it, and I, I've talked to designers that that's where they got started, and that's where they built the relationships, and then they kind of branched off into into other areas. But yeah, it, I guess my advice, Jennifer, would be to pick two that you're going to do a really good job. Don't <laughs> don't don't water yourself down and try and be just like as an agency. I know what our ideal client is and what we can do. What what our services are and how they would best move the needle for for their business i don't say that we can do everything because we can't so as a as a designer or a smaller brand um kind of put your eggs in a couple baskets and and do a really good job at it and i guess the second part of that question is yes every every platform has a different purpose Um, and you might have the same piece of content it might be a, a, you know, a gorgeous project that you just finished. Um, the visuals and, you know, piecing out the visuals uh, would be great for your Instagram. Maybe the challenges behind the business or your service aspect might be talked about on, on Facebook. Um, so your messaging should be tweaked depending on what the platform is. And I don't have the stats. I maybe should have pulled these before I was a guest on the podcast, but... Um, between things like LinkedIn and Facebook and Instagram, there isn't 100% overlap. There are very different audiences on those platforms. So keep that in mind that you're actually talking to different people every time you post and you should adapt your content accordingly
0: well and then that comes down to then if you're fine tuning local versus national national excuse me and the tags you would use to try and hit those different markets cuz wouldn't you say tagging stuff is
1: such an art i will defer to kim to that she's a bit of an expert in that area <laughs>
2: <laughs> i do think that there's a subtle art uh to using hashtags um and yeah, I mean, it's, it's a scientific art to be sure. I mean, you can play around with different hashtags that will help you get discovered. Um, using geotags in your posts helps you get found by people in your area for sure. Um, taking a step back and, and I just want to note um, about the particular pla- the, the, the platforms that you have available uh, for your business, right? There's, there's Twitter, Facebook, um, instagram, linkedin, Pinterest, YouTube. Um, I think you know one of the things that I've been noticing, particularly for people who are working in in creative services and and in being in the business of pretty pictures, um, you 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 really cannot um, skip out on instagram. It's kind of it's it's the best place um, to share you know project photography. Um, and, and other things that kind of show off off your talents. But at the same time, Pinterest has reorganized its, its offering um, and has become a really, really important driver of web traffic. Uh, so definitely don't, um, you maybe haven't used Pinterest in a while. Don't give up on that platform yet. And again, I mean, Leanne touched on LinkedIn, but I think you know, if if you're one of the people who are sharing beautiful pictures on LinkedIn, it's kind of an opportunity to shine, and the competition is less fierce because uh, be LinkedIn is is not um, known for being a home for that type of content, so it it can be easier to shine, um, and a, a more even more so, you're you're meeting people kind of where they are people go there when they're thinking business and and maybe potentially looking at, at making a business decision and, and things like that. So taking, when you're thinking about how to sort of balance out the mix of platforms that you're using, um, it, it, it does, it does you well to think beyond just, uh, Facebook and Instagram.
0: And sometimes like, so if I, um, as a designer go on, sometimes I'll go on Pinterest and I'll type in, like I was just looking for a modern freestanding fireplace. Um, and I started at Pinterest, which is funny to think that I started shopping on there. Um, so I think sometimes if you're a brand listening, that's a great point. I also was just on a makeover and we had a printer, um, fail. The company wouldn't take it back. It was a policy. And I, did a tweet and something else um, voicing frustration, not that I'm a fan of complaining, but we got um, action taken by national corporate just through Twitter, which was amazing. And it saved the day, made sure to follow up with positive um, social media afterwards. So going back now to talk content, um, I'm one that fuses my personal with my business, but a lot of designers feel strongly about keeping their design separate from their personal. Um, so how do you guys talk about balancing curated content?
2: Um, I think it's a matter of personal preference. Um, I think, you know, if we're talking, if we can just separate the audience a little bit between brands and, and designers, you know, designers tend to do really well when they operate as themselves. Because when, you know, when, when a potential client reaches out, Um, they like to get a sense of the personality of the person that they're working with. It's, it, that's kind of who gets hired is the personality. So, you know, when we're thinking about what that content should look like, oftentimes designers do really well, um even if they're operating under their business name and it's not their personal name on Instagram, for example, um, I would recommend getting really personal with the content because that's the kind of thing that helps you stand out. It's, you know, it's, it's yes, it's your aesthetic. It's what you bring to your projects. Um, but that's very, you know, that's a, that's a personal thing um, that, that will help you sort of get noticed out there um, in and amongst the competition. Um, obviously for brands, it's, it's a different story. So then
0: as people start to play and create their, their kind of vibe, um, which are there tips or tricks that you would say in terms of not going heavy on the children or animals, or is it just be free and have fun and just
1: don't overshare or? Dogs, dogs are okay anytime, Jen. Everyone has a free pass (laughs) on dogs. You know what? Dogs are a big pull.
0: Dogs and (laughs) Dogs and babies are always on trend.
2: Yeah, it's true. It's true. Um, I mean, yeah, I, if, if you're going to be using your personal accounts for business, you do need to be very mindful about what that content balance looks like. And you can't, you know, don't shy away from anniversaries and family events and things like that. But also make sure that, you know, if you're going to be using this as a sales tool, that that takes the front seat um, in your content production.
1: And and that's a, to that point about platforms are for different things. Maybe you make the conscious decision that you will share a little bit more about yourself on Facebook if you're operating as yourself. Um, But maybe keeping another platform, for example, Instagram or Pinterest or something like that, um, as more of a business facing. Um, And I do have to say, you have to go back and you need a social media plan, just like you in your business would have a marketing plan you should probably not do it from the hip on a daily basis. Like literally sit down, make the decision on the tone of voice, make the decision on, on things like Kim said, are you operating as yourself? Are you operating as your business name? This is all, this is all stuff that needs to be decided. Just like you would do a business plan. It doesn't kind of magically happen. And you'll note that, you know, people that you do follow that are doing a really, really good job. They have, they have a purpose. It's not, it's not, it's not inconsistent it's usually a very a, a consistent tone of voice their posting schedule is usually fairly consistent because they've they've tried it and they've they're understanding what works for them and what is what is bringing them business and putting them into conversations that will bring them business at the end of the day so just to take a step back maybe before all of this other stuff is is really make a concentrated effort to to figure out what your social media presence is going to be What is your personality going to be to the world?
0: So then, coming back to that, is if if a company hires someone to do their social media, is it like dating? Do they need to find someone that they feel gets them?
1: I would say definitely yes. Um, For example, we are my agency is very niched in the design industry, interior design, kitchen and bath design. We also have a specialization in trade shows. We do for trade shows where we do the, not only the live social, but keep the brand alive all year long. I would definitely, if I was a brand, I would hire someone who knows how to talk to designers, knows how to talk to, to architects, knows what um, designers care about. Um, these, are the, these are the things that are the subtleties in, a, in the brands that do a really good job on social. Um, for example, when we hire someone around here to be a content strategist, we really make sure that they, A, like the industry, um, interested in the industry. They're flipping through magazines. They're going, to, they're going to sites where designers are talking to kind of understand the vibe and understand what is meaningful. So, so yeah, if you are going to hire someone to, to be your voice, that person should be right back to you, say, this is what I think the voice should be. This is what I'm recommending. Um, I don't think too many designers, unless it's a really large design firm, um, do that. Usually it's that personal voice. And I know a lot of kitchen and bath designers, they are using their their personal voice. But if you are getting someone else to do it, make sure you're completely in line with with the content that they're sharing and and the way that they're sharing it, for sure.
0: So then asking um, examples of that, like, are there any companies that you're like, okay, if you guys out there in the world aren't able to bring someone like your firm on or other ones like you, are there any people they should look to like, oh, this company does really well, or this person, not to put you on the spot, but is there anyone where you're like, oh, that's a great example to kind of see how they balance content and have a great solid voice that you all You like. know,
2: that's an awesome question, Jennifer. You know who <laughs> Thank I really you, Kimberly uh leanne and i were anticipating this question and um we would just like to recommend all dog accounts (laughs) on instagram as a wonderful way to fill up your day um no but um all jokes aside there's a designer based out of vancouver called karen vaughn right now and i absolutely love her content strategy for so many reasons um she has a lot of she's invested a lot in in her in her content and she's She's actually doing a lot of produced video content. Um, and I know that video scares a lot of people. It means that you need to be camera ready. Um, but if she's going to a showroom, she films it. If she's making a design decision for a client, she films it. And it, it gives uh, potential clients a window into what it would be like to work with her. She's, she does share personal content. She operates under her own name. Um, but it is primarily business content. She shares um, her fashion, um, choices and, you know, it's, it's all of those little pieces that come together to paint a really great picture of what it would be like, um, to hire her and work with her and, you know, there is a lot of finished project photos that she does share, um, but I think that she's really knocking it out of the park in terms of content, uh, and video's only going to become more important. So, for people who aren't thinking about that yet, it's time, it's time to really be thinking about how you're going to use video. How do you spell her name? I'm going to look her up. Oh, she's incredible. It's K-A-R-I-N. And I believe her last name is B-O-H-N. B-O-H-N. Um, oh, and it's her, a German yeah, town. Yes. She, yeah, she, um, she has a video series called Bonafide a uh, play on her last name. Um, but highly, highly recommend using her as as a guide for what can be done um, in terms of content and, and video development. Now, and, I'd, um, I'd, like I'd like to add a couple in too because there's people that it's funny,
1: uh, really knock it out on the park out of the park on Instagram stories um, that's kind of their window to the world and and honestly, God bless them because it's it's every day, but I feel like some of the people you go, oh like you want to know what they're doing that day because they're talking about interesting things, and it's the same thing. It's like going to a job site, making decisions, going to a showroom the kind of the world in which a design firm or a designer might operate in. And I think that's kind of interesting. A, a couple names that come to mind is um, Denise McGahey. Um, I like Holly Hollingsworth Phillips, who does the English Room, if you're familiar with that. It's just people who have vibrant, interesting content that you're, and, but you get to know them as, as people, which is, which is kind of cool too. So in my mind, they've made a decision on how much they're sharing personally, how much they're, they're sharing professionally, and they figured out that balance. They both have very large followings. And I, I guarantee if you ask them if they got work from their social media presence, they would both say yes. Yay. Okay. What are those two names again? Uh, Denise McGeehey is one. And uh, Holly Hollingsworth Phillips, who operates under the English Room. So Perfect. she operates her brand. Yeah.
0: Well, well, so before we summarize, just a couple highlights for people. My final question for you is, I have seen a trend of people following people and unfollowing on social media businesses whatever to gain followers. I personally am not a fan of it. I find it I don't know, it's not my favorite thing. I think it's inauthentic. What are your two thoughts on that because there might be businesses out there going, "Hey, someone told me to do this and blah blah blah."
2: Yeah, if if you're if you're taking a step towards the obnoxious, I would I would recommend that you don't. I think, you know, anything that promises to help you game the system is probably going to sort of put you in the path of inauthenticity. Uh and Leanne and I have very very strong thoughts on, you know, how authentic people need to be. I think, you know, no no we can talk about tricks and and tips and things like that, but you don't actually want to trick people into following you. And that's one of the things that people do. And I I find it annoying, to be honest. It's like, if I wanted to follow you back, I would, you know, it's, it's, it's not, it's not something that you shouldn't, you shouldn't have to force people to follow you work more on your content and your voice and people will be attracted to you. You don't have to trick them. Agreed. And there's that
1: really annoying trend. And I'm I'm sure I, I, my Instagram is mostly personal. I mean, if you go to my Instagram following, it's my My kids. I'm redoing my kitchen. It's figure skating. It's like what I like. I love it. Probably get followed about ten times a day, which you know isn't isn't a large amount. But my number never goes up because I don't follow the random accounts back, so they automatically unfollow me as soon as they follow me if I don't. And I'm like, really,
2: you're wasting my time just looking at these notifications. (laughs) It's true. It's true. And I mean, oftentimes that's someone has clicked on one of those services where $50 a month and you can gain 300 followers. And like those, there's always going to be those inauthentic tools that are running in the background, those bots that, that promise. But those are very, very rarely real people. Um, You know, if, if we're talking about, you know, how to gain followers, go out there and use your, use your tools. I have an analogy that I use with our clients all the time. It's like, you know, you can plan your content and you can publish all you want, but that's like having a really nice car that you keep parked in the driveway. You've got to take these things out for a spin and use them. So go and like other people's content in a way that you want other people to interact with yours. You know, commenting when you like something. Um, it doesn't take a lot of time to to hit like and say, you know, and, and offer a fellow designer some some. Wonderful words of encouragement and praise. Um, You know, going out and using these things um, in the way that they were intended to be used is the best way to gain authentic followers. Mm -hmm. Agreed. And I would say the one bit I would add to that
0: is um, nowadays authenticity wins all around and it's community over competition because people. It's the old school Macy's gimbals of people loving, authentic people. But let's just do our highlight bullet points to close this out. So you guys, let's sum it up on the bullet points of what could um, help them in their social media world.
1: Sure. I'll start out with uh, the first one. And I kind of mentioned it halfway through is have a plan. Um, Websites don't magically appear. Marketing materials don't magically appear. Networking doesn't happen. You have to put time into it just like anything else. So if you're thinking about social media for your business, it should, you should have a social media plan as part of your marketing plan and, um, and commit the time to it. It's, um, it's not something that you, you wouldn't build half a website and then walk away from it. You would finish it. Um, So make sure that you're finishing your plan and you're actually executing the plan that you come up with in terms of, you know, your tone of voice, your consistency, your frequency, the the style of content. So make a commitment to to have a plan.
2: Kimberly, what's your takeaway, girl? My takeaway is um, absolutely making a plan uh, and sticking to it. Um, here's the thing about that. And this is what I think I really want people to remember when you're using social media as a tool for your business, it can be really intimidating and it can seem like a giant three headed monster uh, that's going to take up a lot of time. That's not the case. It doesn't have to, It, it can, it can fit into your business. It can fit into your lifestyle. Um, and the best possible thing is you get to decide what success looks like. So when you're laying things out and you're planning out what you want, your content to do what you want social media to be able to do for you, you get to define success. You don't need to have 200,000 followers on Instagram to have an impact on your business. Um, if you decide that success means that you, you know, you make new 10 new connections a week, 50 new connections a week, or, you know, you want to start using Facebook as a sales tool and you start advertising and using their really, really detailed algorithm, to help you grow your business, you get to decide what your success metrics are. And you can map your strategy back against that so that it's manageable in your day.
0: I think that's fabulous. And my takeaway for you is, quit comparing yourself to others. You will rock it on your own. And of course, other people are doing fabulous, but stay in your lane, focus on you, don't get overwhelmed by what anyone else is doing and tell your story. So I wanna thank both of you, Leanne and Kimberly, for joining us on KB Talks. I hope everyone feels inspired to take on a new social media business strategy. I know I do. I'm gonna look up those names. I always think I can improve every single day. We'll be back with fresh episodes powered by the NKBA in the coming weeks. And as always, be sure to send your feedback to NKBA at flying, I can't even say it, that's how exciting it is, NKBA (laughs) at flyingcamel.com. But more importantly, if you're enjoying these, go ahead, feel free, give a five-star review on any platform because we are a growing podcast and it's only going to get better. So now stay tuned for a quick NKBA Minute.
3: Why belong to the NKBA? The NKBA makes you smart. With membership, you get access to exclusive business insight, design trends, technology and consumer behavior, the facts you need to grow your business, and professional development opportunities to keep you on top of your game. We save you money. The cost of your membership is covered many times over by free or discounted passes to KBIS, research studies, and learning opportunities. Your professional profile on our website is a free marketing tool for you to showcase your best work and get discovered by potential clients. We raise your credibility with certification. Only members are eligible to apply for the industry's most trusted hallmarks of expertise, the certified kitchen and bath designer designation. Certified designers have the potential to earn more and gain confidence among clients and peers. So, come join the Kitchen and Bath Industry Authority. Visit nkba.org to join today.